Let's get our freak on and start the podcast. Whoa. Welcome to the Ramble Room. Freak on. I'm Mariana. Well, I'm Melissa. And today is a day for all time nostalgia, baby. Celebration. I are so excited because we love the movie Cinderella Story. And with, rightfully so. With Hilary Duff. Let's make that clear right well, now. Well, the rest of them aren't just a Cinderella story. So. Oh, yeah. They have sub, like a sub. Another Cinderella story. A Cinderella story, Once Upon a Song. Yeah, we don't know. They're fine, but still, oh, they don't Oh, what compare. was what's the other one? A Cinderella story. I, think I don't know what you're going to find out. I am. I own all of them. I don't so. know, but I'm going to find out. Oh, A Cinderella Story, If the Shoe Fits, which is probably my least favorite. <laughs> Do you know what I just quoted, Ari? I don't know, but I'm going to find out. Sounds very familiar. <laughs> it's Back to the Future. Ah, ah, yes. <laughs> all right, so my story, it's not really a story. It's just a nice nostalgic memory for me. I... Had the biggest obsession with Hilary Duff. She was my all-time crush. But it wasn't just because of this movie. No, I'm saying because we're watching a movie with her in it. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm deciding to bring her up now. <laughs> we'll watch many more, I'm sure. Because, like I said, I was obsessed with her. She was the only person that like I had a poster of on my room. I didn't have posters of anything else except for like... I think we talked about this, like like those CDs that you'd get and they'd mm-hmm. have like you can unfold the paper in the front of the CD and it's like a picture of the band. So I like put a few posters of that up. They weren't really posters, though. Yeah. I Hillary don't, was the only one. I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast, but we did talk oh, about that. I we think, talked about it in real life. Just when you and I were like hanging out, being friends, whatever. <laughs> cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I think th- that was the only poster that I ever had in my room was Hillary Duff, but it was yours because we shared <laughs> yeah. a room. Yeah, that's right. But <laughs> Melissa would would draw on the posters and give them like, she gave yeah, Hillary Duff point. like a heart tattoo on her hand or yeah. something. I wanted Hillary to be more edgy. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I think I think she's probably like the, the one that's translated over for me. Like, I didn't really yeah, have. I still love Hillary Duff. I didn't really have, I'm like, Women Crush Wednesdays when I was younger. Right. But, like, we we were obsessed with watching Amanda Bynes movies. Oh, yeah. Hillary Duff, Mary-Kate Lindsay Nashley, Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Like, I, they are all in the same category, but Hillary Duff's the only one that I still go, bitch pops off. You know? <laughs> I love that woman. It's because she, she, she did it all. She was a yeah. singer. I mean, she that, still is. Sorry. She is a singer. She's a singer. She's an, an actress. actress. Well, and that's, that's part of the thing, too, is, like, with the whole music thing. Oh my gosh, every time we get in the car, just pop on one of her albums, Nostalgia Overload. It's literally the best. It's the best. So, yeah, that's that's what I just wanted to mention was how much I love Hillary Duff, how much we love Hillary Duff. We and but I and, like genuine I had like a, a fake magazine. It was like a magazine book. It was book. unauthorized. Yeah, it was unauthorized, <laughs> which means Hillary did not they didn't get approval from Hillary Duff no. going, "Oh yeah, this is for sure." This I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure that she would have been fine with it because there wasn't anything bad in there. But no. it was just like, but it, she she was like, I love fruits and vegetables, and <laughs> Melissa was like, Well, Hillary does, I do. Yeah, and that if was the Hillary end of loves it. fruits and vegetables, then so do I. <laughs> I will say this is one of the only Chad Michael Murray movie that I find him attractive in. Like Freaky Friday is like okay, but he's got the greasy mop head, and I just I'm not into it. Have you seen One Tree Hill at all? No, but I said movie, so <laughs> okay, fight me on it. I mean, he kind of looks the same as Cinderella Story <clears throat> era. Anyway, so this was released July 16th, 2004, so I would have been 11 days away from being five. And I would have been seven already. 
Crazy. Um, Sam, Hillary Duff, a teenager in California, is obliged to work as a janitor and dishwasher in the diner of her stepmother, Jennifer Coolidge. After a cell phone mix-up, Sam begins an anonymous text messaging and email relationship with a boy. They agree to meet at a school dance, but when Sam finds out that her secret pen pal is none other than Austin Ames, Chad Michael Murray, the cutest boy in school, she panics and looks for a way to make herself cooler. That's not whoa, whoa, even whoa, whoa, true. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What is that, the synopsis? That synopsis was on Wikipedia, and it's Wik- full of Okay, that's lies. just absolute proven fact that Wikipedia is the let least me, reliable Let me source. go to IMDb. Routinely exploited by her wicked stepmother, the downtrodden Sam Montgomery, is excited about the prospect of meeting her internet beau at the school Halloween dance. That okay, is that's better. way more accurate. She doesn't try to change herself. She doesn't try to be cooler. Fact, that's the whole sticks, point. She sticks up to Chad later. She's like, I know. You, you don't like me. I don't give a shit. Bye. Exactly. She's like, I'm not going to wait for you because waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought. Useless and disappointing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, she literally does not change at all. She doesn't for change anyone. herself. She hides the fact that she was Cinderella. Yeah. Also, she doesn't she doesn't mix up phones. That's yeah, not a thing. It's her not, phone. And that's not how they started talking. They it's more in like a chat a, room. It's more like a you've got mail situation yeah. where like they meet in a chat room, they don't know who the other person is because it's anonymous, yeah. but they fall in love through, yeah. through typing and, and texting she and emailing drops and her cell phone instead of like a shoe. Right. For Cinderella. So don't look at Whatever the hell I just read, because that's Wikipedia, not this movie. Also, I like that Wikipedia just said the stepmother's name is Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, yeah. They said Sam, but then they go, and her stepmother, Jennifer Coolidge. They also said Austin Ames. But they didn't give Sam. They said Austin Ames, Sam, and then Jennifer Coolidge. Sam doesn't have a last name, apparently. Right. Austin Ames is the, is the main character. Okay, well, I'm, IMDB is where it's at. <laughs> Sometimes. I don't know. You gotta like, look up multiples, I guess. That was weird. I feel like I watched the wrong movie now. <laughs> <laughs> so... I figured since we know this movie so well, I just kind of I just kind of went through. Can I and tell you something? Put down a lot of my favorite parts. We might even talk about some pretty obscure things in the movie. I watched it, wrote <laughs> down no notes because I was like, I know that I'm going to mention that, and I know that I'm going to mention that, <laughs> and I know that as soon as you start going through like the plot of everything, I'm going to go. Yeah. Here's the, where this happens. Right. <laughs> okay. We, we've watched this movie how many times? A hundred plus. We really have. I because it came out in 2004. <laughs> I'm 21. You're. Almost gonna be 23 24 yeah it's it's one that i just don't get tired of and i'm it's not one, guilty about it it's one that if you watch it with melissa and myself we will sing all of the songs but just the snippet of, i don't know the rest of this those songs that are in that movie <laughs> which we but might I know, sing it during this, this my apology like i know that myself from the inside <laughs> yeah we have just the little just snippets, the snippets from the between movie. scenes of songs that play it's ridiculous oh yeah <laughs> How does this movie start, Melissa? Tell me about it. We start out with a great opening of like a castle with snow falling. And then we get the nicest transition and you realize we're going outside of a snow globe. And the music is so like... Yeah, the score on this is great. Fairy tale-esque. And Hilary Duff is narrating. I should say Sam is narrating. But she's like, once upon a time there was a princess she lived in a kingdom and then it zooms out and we see a snow globe we see a little girl and her father Mm -hmm. and it's sam sam and her dad and she goes okay well it wasn't a castle it was the san fernando valley and then and then we get the this will be yes yes an everlasting love so that starts and we we go to hal's diner yeah which is her dad's diner She's having a birthday party. She's just kind of mm-hmm. talking about her relationship with her dad. They're best friends. They were. Her mom died when, what, at childbirth or Probably. when she was really young. And mm-hmm. so 
She's best friends with her you dad. You know, the classic Cinderella story. Exactly. Um, uh, Jennifer Coolidge comes up. She trips. She trips. Hal catches her. And they look at each other. And uh, and it's love at first sight, I guess. Love at first fall. And then we cut to them getting married. I'm assuming there was more time in between that. Yes. That they got to know each other. But the dad I would was hope like, so. I mean, the dad's main purpose was, I think Sam needs a mom figure yeah. in her life. And he was like, this woman just fell. But it's like out of the sky, so she's good enough. <laughs> but my head's thinking, don't you think Rhonda is kind of already a mom figure to her? Oh, Which Rhonda, she totally and Rhonda is. stays her mom, like I know. throughout the whole thing. That's what I'm saying. Is so how really just need a to marry? Dummy. Yeah, Hal's an idiot. But also, let's just talk about how much I love Jennifer Coolidge as well. Oh my gosh, she is the best. She's such a good actress, and she's hilarious. And I and just, everything, everything she's. I don't know. I <laughs> I can't think of like a single role that I've seen her in where I go, she shouldn't have played that. Yeah, like she has she's great in, range. She's in, she's in Austin Land, and she's the funniest <laughs> character in that whole. She's well, legally blonde. Yes, she's hilarious. I said I really like the house that they stay in. It's like a fairy tale type house. You um, mean Sam's house? Yeah, Sam's house. Which then Fiona yeah. kind of gives a makeover and she paints it pink. <laughs> yeah, good God. Yeah. So we didn't mention Ari. Her dad dies. <laughs> That's an important fact. We yeah. get to the wedding. We realize there's two stepsisters as well, of two course. Two stepsisters. They're in, in her room. Her dad's kind of telling her a bedtime story. She's like, well, where do princes, princesses go to college? And dad very smartly says, well, they go where the princes go. They go to Princeton. Which, that was a great impression. And <laughs> A. And B, um, very smart because A, it's an Ivy League. I know. He's like, listen, Sam. <laughs> B. Set your sights high. How perfect that there's an Ivy League school called Prince Tun. I know. That's great. How this writing is amazing. <laughs> okay, don't get carried Why away. Why didn't I this get say, an Oscar? Yeah, I wouldn't say this is an Oscar-worthy film. Let's not get carried <laughs> away, but still. Oh, uh, it is in my eyes. Then an earthquake strikes. The dad leaves. He's He you know brings his daughter to the doorway. He's mm-hmm. like, Sam, stay here. I got to go get your stepmom your stepsisters he they do a slow-mo of their hands, hands parting, parting and then she's she looks to her what? snow globe and she sees that because of the earthquake the little snow globe that her dad gave her at the beginning of the movie shatters is falling and it falls off the thing and then we cut to then it's poor sam on a baseball field and she goes i lost my best friend that day and, and it's you really just sad. Go, it's really really sad her father died um and then she's talking about how there was no will left. Her dad didn't right. leave a will. So her stepmom got everything. The house, the cars, and to her dismay. Me. It's <laughs> <laughs> just going to be us quoting the whole thing. I know. Thing. Then she goes up to her attic. We get the great Goo Goo Doll song. Mm-hmm. The song that we were just singing earlier. I think it's Iris, isn't it? And I don't want the world. Oh, well, what, what is it? Is it just called Sympathy? Give us a moment. <laughs> Yes. Okay, that is the one. It's sympathy. Okay. I'm glad we found out which song that was. I just knew it wasn't Iris. Thank God. Anywho. <laughs> okay. So this transitions to how many years later? Seven? Yes, we get Sam. She's Sam. sleeping at her computer. Sammy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the stepmom Fiona. Her name is Fiona. 
Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge. She's yelling at her through the intercom, telling Sam to get down here quick and get mm-hmm. us our breakfast or our lunch. She really wants her salmon. Come make me my breakfast. She's on like a Norwegian salmon diet, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's like, what is that? You what just can? eat different forms of salmon? We transition from Sam in her bedroom because she's like, I'm coming. And she's like, hurry up. And then um, <laughs> and then we go to the pool where there's Brianna and Gabriella and, Gabriella and the best swim instructor He's Ever. the greatest character. Around the harbor. Around He's like, harbor. around the harbor? Around the harbor. Circle line tour. I don't know what it is. I think they're supposed to be doing swimming? synchronized swimming. Yeah. yeah, he's teaching him synchronized swimming, like dancing moves. I don't know. They're... And flying karamatsu. <laughs> yeah, they're doing this whole thing, and he's acting his heart out. He's the greatest. He is. He's great. And then Fiona's like, aren't my girls great? And he's like, mm, the best. And yeah. <laughs> he's clearly being sarcastic because yeah, he hates like, this mm. job. Because the, also the stepsisters are constantly arguing and fighting. Mm-hmm. And then Sam comes down. With her salmon. You can see uh, a shadow of a mic. A boom mic, yep, on the grass. It's <laughs> real good. Keep your eye out for that if you go and watch it. It's this. behind her. It's on the grass. You can't look at her when you're watching this yeah, movie. You've got to look at the grass shadow behind her. And when you can she's see coming out mic. to the pool and you can see a boom mic shadow. Or like a split second. It looks like a cat. It's a split second of a shadow. Exactly. That is how many times we've watched this movie. We've caught Mm -hmm. all of it. So then she comes down there. Fiona's telling her, Sam, you can't go to school. She's like, I got a big test I got to study for. And she's Mm -hmm. like, who cares about school? You have a job. People go to school to get smarter so that they can Can get get a job. job. You You already already have have a job. job. So it's It's like like skipping a step. (laughs) (laughs) So then she's like, get to work now. And Sam's like, okay, fine. Seriously, if you haven't watched this movie... We're giving you all the good quotes. Yeah, I don't even know if you'll need to watch this movie by the time we're done. <laughs> we're telling you line by line what's going on here. It's just too good. We can't help ourselves. <laughs> so then Sam is uh, runs up to the sprinklers because the sprinklers mm-hmm. turn on and she's like, um, we're Honey, in the middle of a drought, Fiona. And she's leave like, those on. The lawn's looking a little brown. And then she says, Fiona, we're in the middle of a drought. We're supposed to be conserving water. And then she says, Droughts are for poor people. <laughs> you think J-Lo has, has a, a brown, brown lawn? <laughs> people who have extra water have extra, extra class. Cat. We get the, what is the name of the chef? Is his name? Bob. Ernie? Bobby? Bernie? You know, while you look that up, I'll keep you talking. keep talking. We're in the diner. Um, he keeps making different salmon recipes. And I don't know if this has to do with Fiona's salmon diet. I think it does. She's like forcing him to come up with different ways to make salmon. Guess which one of us was right. You? Yep. It's Bobby? Yeah. Okay. Bobby the chef. He's making different salmon recipes like salmon pancakes, which sounds disgusting. <laughs> we also have Eleanor. Thank Eleanor you. the waitress, who is hilarious because Gosh, yeah. she's, she's great. Um, she's kind of like clumsy. She's fallen all over the place because the employees are forced to wear rollerblades. That's Fiona's dress code. She's making them skate all over the place. Rhonda is not wearing rollerblades because she's managing the place. And she's like, I if I'm managing here, I can't go around on rollerblades all day. What the hell? So uh, then she starts yelling at Sam, telling her, what are you still doing here? You need to go to school. And Sam's like, Fiona keeps telling me I have to do this. <laughs> Sam keeps coming up with excuses. Yeah. Finally, Rhonda says, no more butts. <laughs> so then <clears throat> Sam goes to school. But before she does, yep. she stops at her best friend Carter's house. Which, okay, this still makes zero sense to me. If she was running late for school, <laughs> how does she have time to go get Carter and make it back to school on time? Because they do get there on time. 
Or was Rhonda just aware that she was yeah. running late to pick up Carter? Yeah. I think she's aware that it's getting close to the time that she normally needs to leave or is okay. already out the door. Okay. And she's like, what are you still doing here? Then I will accept that. Yeah. And Carter is an aspiring actor. He, you know, goes on different auditions for commercials and things like that. But he's going about it the wrong way. He's always trying to put up a front, put on a, a different, different character, character every day. And Sam's always there to kind Anything of... Anything is possible if you just believe. Yeah. <laughs> Dad, five o'clock, I And his dad's like, go get him, son. Knock him dead, son. son. And he's brushing the car. Yeah, his cars are very precious to his dad. And so, you know, uh, he says something to Sam like, a car is a man's best friend. And she's like, I'll remember that. And then then we find out that Carter has totaled three cars in the past. Which is why the dad's like, no, I'm not going to give you another car. Yeah. Doofus. Yeah. You've totaled three of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Then Carter gets in the car and Sam goes, what are you wearing? He says, it's my Snoop Dizzle look. (laughs) And she goes, I know, but I can't drive you to school like this. And he's like, all right, take two. And then we get, not a lot right Right now makes sense to me. So then we get to the school. What is the name of the school? I just know their mascot is fighting frogs. I have no idea. Is it just like San Fernando Valley High School? I bet. I Probably. Bet something like that. Probably. I can look it up, though. Um, For so, watching this movie like a ton, yeah. we don't know anything about the <laughs> Yeah, how do we not know the logistics. name of the school? I would just, before we go on to this next scene in the parking lot, I want to go back real quick to Sam leaving her house. There's a car there. That's clearly Fiona's car, but the license plate... I noticed plate, the, the last couple times we watched yeah, it, I saw that. The license plate says to Sam 564, which mm. we'll get to, I think, is some foreshadowing. So yes. <laughs> Sam is in the parking lot with Carter. They're mm-hmm. trying to find a parking spot, which, I mean, in a senior parking lot, it's pretty hard, especially yeah. since she's running late. And first, the quote-unquote mean girls... They steal the spot. They just like Shelby Cummings. Yeah, Shelby Cummings and her ladies in waiting. Yeah, her ladies in waiting. They come in and just steal the spot that Sam was going to turn into. Mm-hmm. Then Carter's like, "It's okay. There's another one there." So then she starts to go and turn into that one. And then she has to hard break. She has to hard break because sending both her and Carter flying out of the back of the car. <laughs> just kidding. They have their seatbelts. They on. both die. <laughs> and that is the end of the movie. <laughs> and. Who took that car spot? Austin Ames. And his gentleman and women. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we don't. Ryan David. And Ryan and David. But do we know the girl's name? Madison. Oh, yeah. Madison. What is the other girl's name? Look it up. The guy who plays Yikes. David is dead. Oh, yeah. David. We looked him up because he's in a few things. He was also Bradley in. Bradley Joseph is his name. He was also. Bradley Joseph. He was also in some episodes. Or one episode of Even Stevens, which is a pretty popular episode of the karate one. And um, we looked him up because we were like, what? Whatever happened to this guy? I don't see him in stuff anymore. You and know we what? found out he, he passed away. So then we get this slow-mo shot of Austin Ames getting out of his car. And he's walking in slow-mo. And then he <laughs> it's maybe the most cheesy part. There are several cheesy parts of this movie. But this is definitely the most as he locks the car. And it goes beep, beep, beep. But the Caitlin, but Caitlin. Okay. But the headlights on the car also like flash while the beep beep goes. Mm-hmm. It's really stupid, but it's but also hilarious. It's the cheesiest part and worst part of the movie, but it's also simultaneously probably the best <laughs> because we get to see cute, cute, cute Austin Ames yeah. with his weird headband, sweatband thing on his yeah, arm. Yeah, There's this consistent thing. 
He's got like a Nike sweat arm. It's band. not even Nike because they weren't sponsored by Nike. No, they have Nike shirts. Do on. they really? Yes. I have to rewatch it again. <laughs> Come on, Harry. <laughs> I'll have to watch it again a third time this weekend. But yeah, he like wears that all throughout the movie, practically. What is this doing? Protecting your arm? One part of your arm from sweating? I don't know. <laughs> then Sam and Carter are walking through school. They bump into Terry. Lieutenant Terry. And he is the best. Um, it's, He's Howard in Big Bang Theory. Simon something. Simon Helberg? Simon Cowell. No, it's not Simon Cowell. Simon Baker. I think it's Simon Helberg. And his, his shirt says Darth Vader was framed, which I think is funny. <laughs> Simon Helberg. I knew it. And... He's he's kind of like in his own world, which honestly I respect. He's yeah. like and so does Sam. Carter, yeah, she's like Carter's like, he's in a totally different world and he she goes, At least he's happy. Yeah, she says, At least he's happy. Yeah. It's like I mean, he clearly Trump. doesn't care who what anyone thinks of him and no. he's living his his life happily yes. and he's super he's got like a crush on Sam because he's like, You look beautiful as always and he always mm -hmm. is kinda like and then we get the iconic, so Carter's putting on chapstick. <laughs> we get a little bleep, bleep phone, and Carter says, speaking of fantasy. Yeah, because he knows that Sam has been in correspondence with this <clears throat> cyber dude. Yep. That's what he calls him. Yep. Um, and so Sam's like, I'll see you later. And she goes to the friendship circle, and she sits down on the bench, and we get a, a conversation between a guy, some random guy that we don't know. We couldn't have possibly guessed who it is. Yeah. And... Hillary Duff. Can I just say, it's like, I don't know many people who don't know what Chad Michael Murray's voice sounds no, like. No, but it's they, really dumb because they wait, they, they're like, oh, you're, you don't know who she's talking to. Just wait for this reveal. And then they zoom up on his hand because she says, LOL. In the text. But she also says, laugh out loud, because this was a time. 2004, where pe not everybody knew what LOL meant. The adults had to be explained to what LOL meant in this right. movie. And then Austin <laughs> responds with, I can't wait to hear your laugh. When can we meet? <laughs> and she says, soon. Soon. And then we see his phone. These are like great old flip phones, guys. Yes. And we see his hand with his little ring on his finger, and he flips it shut, and then they... They pick up the camera and it's, oh, it's Austin Ames, Chad Michael Murray. Yeah, exactly. Ah! Also, I'd like to know where did they film this? I want to go to this school. I, I know it was in California, but I, I want to go to that, that friendship circle. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, I would love to just sit on that friendship circle. We could take a picture together. Yes. We're going. Uh, it would be it. so much fun. And we'll post it on Ramble Room if we ever go. <laughs> yeah. If we ever end up getting over there, we will post it on Ramble Room. I it's in California. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's definitely a California school because they're in California, but... San Fernando Valley. <laughs> but um, anyway. Then they continue this conversation throughout the day. It was... Their high school is called North Valley High. North Valley High. Okay. Um, it's further east than Pasadena. It's okay. Monrovia High School. Oh. In Monrovia. <laughs> um, which... John Hughes High from Not Another mm -hmm. Teen Movie also used that high school to okay. film. We can also go to uh, Fiona's Diner, which is George's 50s Diner. We, you and I should just make a whole California road trip and go to every Cinderella story location. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters, okay? <laughs> that's what we're doing. Who cares about all the other like iconic California staple <laughs> filming location yeah. staples? Forget we're about just it. going Cinderella, Cinderella story. story. We're going to sit on the friendship circle and call it good. Yeah. She and Austin are still talking they're talking about their hopes and dreams and things they want to pursue. Austin feels held back by his father. His father wants him to go to USC to play football. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really want that. He's a poet. He wants to write. And, and go to Princeton. 
Yeah, and go to Princeton. And she says, my father always told me to pursue my dreams. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you're not lucky. Not my dad. Yeah, he's like, not my dad. Then she's like, it's 2 a.m. We've been at it for like eight hours. We need to stop talking and I need to go Five to sleep. Five hours. She's like, we need to go to sleep. And then, ooh, Austin. Then Austin writes out this. Wait. <laughs> Half the night I waste in sighs. In a wakeful doze I sorrow. I don't know the, the rest hair, of it. The eyes, the, eyes, the lips. The lips. For the meaning of tomorrow. And then she says, quoting Tennyson. Impressive. Meet me tomorrow night. I don't come get Yeah, that's hilarious, actually. He does this whole, like, poem. And then she's like, wow, that's real impressive. And then he's like, I guess that's my in. Meet me tomorrow night <laughs> sa- on at, Saturday at, at the Halloween dance. Under the disco ball at the Halloween dance. Yeah, meet me at midnight. Oh, no, it's not midnight. Because it's, she has to leave by midnight. Meet me. What, at 10? At 10 or 10.30, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So they've made this plan to meet each other finally at the Halloween dance this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, well, she doesn't She doesn't agree to it. She's just like, I'm going to log off. <laughs> she's like, nope. But also, can I just say, Fiona let Sam have a computer? Well, she has to have a computer to write Brianna and Gabriella's oh, essays for school. You know what? You're right. That makes sense. You're welcome. I'm so glad you're here to rationalize that. That motive of Fiona. Of course. She would only give it to her so that she can do all their homework. Exactly. I said, throughout this movie, Carter and Sam have an extremely important friendship. Because they're completely platonic best friends. And I love that. Yeah, there was never like a moment where you go, oh, they should be together. Yeah. Because it's like, they're cute friends. It's like... I just love their friendship. It's very sweet. They're very supportive of each other. Yeah. They're just there for each other. And he's like, I want you to be happy other. with this cyber guy. Yeah, they're always rooting for each other to find a good person. Because mm-hmm. Carter also kind of has this thing for Shelby, the mean girl. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Sam's like, you can do so much better than Shelby, even in your yeah. head. Yeah. <laughs> she's hitting baseballs. She's actually pretty Oh, she's pretty that's good. right. Sam is hitting baseballs and Carter is, I guess you know, I should have written notes. <laughs> He's throwing baseballs at her. She hits one out of the park. Austin sees hey, it. Hey, it's out of here. And then he goes, damn, a girl hit that. And it's like, that's sexist, Austin. Why wouldn't you think she could hit that? Anyway, <laughs> it was 2004. Uh, it was 2004. And also, <laughs> can we mention that Carter's wearing an ascot in this scene? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It seems like it's pretty warm outside and he's got a freaking scarf yeah. on. But the whole time that they're, they're, you know, shooting the breeze, Sam's hitting baseballs or rather not hitting them. Um... <clears throat> they're talking about why she puts why up with Fiona. She puts up with Fiona, why she's not going to go to the dance, like all this other stuff. Because she's hesitant. And then Carter says, I'll take you. I'll be your escort. Yes. And, she and goes, then she goes, you rock, Carter. And then she gets a phone call from Fiona. That's when he's like, why do you put up with her? And she's like, no, Fiona, no money for Princeton. And Fiona tells her to wash her car. Right. So she washes the car. She goes to the car wash. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And she comes across Austin Ames. Which, okay. Austin comes over to help customer, a.k.a. Sam. And he goes, looks like you need a wax. She says, excuse me? Which, (laughs) what do you think he's talking about? A, you're wearing pants. (laughs) So if he was somehow saw your leg hair, your leg hair, that's on you. Maybe you should have maintained that. Also, if he's talking about your eyebrows, you're wearing a hat. He can't see that. There's literally no reason he would say to her that she specifically needs a wax. And then he goes, I meant the car. It's like, obviously, Sam, you dumbass. (laughs) It's like, so then the stepsisters come. They also Mm -hmm. have a thing for Austin because he's the popular quarterback. Which didn't we all. Yeah. And they're freaking out because they like purposely got their cars dirty for him to wash their cars. 
And then the stepsisters tell her, you need to go home and see mom. She wants to talk to you. And then we see she's in a tanning bed. She's talking to her mom. Her mom's practically naked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fiona's putting on a towel. Her stepmom. Don't yeah, sorry. Her, mom. her stepmom's putting on a, a towel because she's practically naked. Sam's talking to her saying, oh, I want to go to the dance. It's my night off. And she goes, no, no, no. You have to work. I need you to clean the floors tonight. And then. Like, I never ask for anything, Fiona. Please let me go to this dance. And then Fiona's like, let it's me tell time you that we have a heart to heart. You're not very pretty and you're not very bright. I'm so glad we had this talk. And <laughs> then she sits on the tanning bed and it closes on her ass. Yeah. Then we get to the diner. Yes. And and the guys, all the people are sitting in Eleanor's section. It's basically the two trios. Austin and his people, Shelby and hers. And they're sitting at a The Charlie's Angels booth. and the Three Musketeers sitting <laughs> right. at a booth together. And it's in Eleanor's section. But we have stepmom. Fiona, she's in there taking money from the register, putting it in her bra. <laughs> yeah. She's really just going to go get Botox, get her face mm-hmm. done. And Rhonda and her having, you know... A tiff. A tiff. And Fiona saying some racially insensitive remarks to yeah. Rhonda. And she's like, you need to be wearing skates. Rhonda's like, I basically if run I this place. I wanted to look like a clown. I'd join the circus. Um, Rhonda's just putting up with it because she's like, I don't really give a shit, Fiona. She's like, go ahead and... Well, because Fiona's like, I could fire you. And she goes, fire me. Like, see how many customers you have if you do that. Like, exactly. none. Because everybody's there for, to support yeah, they Rhonda. Love Rhonda. Yeah. And then, and then Fiona goes, I'm a very appealing person. And then we go to Rhonda and Sam and they, they <laughs> imitate it. Sam's talking about how she wants to. This That's is why, why she's she, graduating early. Yeah, she's graduating early so she can go to Princeton, which is miles away from her. And Rhonda's like, you could go to a different planet and it's still go to the University enough. of Mars. Yeah, and it still wouldn't be far enough. Then Eleanor comes by and she says, Sam, honey, my hands are full. Can you take that table back there? And it's Shelby and Austin's table. And and Sam's like, I don't want to, but okay. So then she goes there. She's getting their order. Shelby says she wants something with no carbs. She said no fat and no sugar. And then Sam goes, well, you could get water. And then Austin's laughing at her joke. (laughs) But Sam is super offended by it. Sam, but Shelby is super offended by it. Then she leaves. They have a whole conversation on their own, and Austin breaks up with Shelby. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Trudy. My name is Joseph Dreddy, but you can just call me Dreddy, and you're listening to KVCHSNNVCABCDFJ. I've got a product for you today. Do you really? Yes, I do. It's coming sponsored from Vernon's Costume Shop. I love that place. I go there every Halloween. Well, then maybe you've seen... Actually, you haven't seen this product because it's a new product. Fresh off the market? Yeah, it's fresh off the market. Vernon just kind of emailed us about this new one, wanted us to promote it. I didn't get this email. Well, Vernon and I have a very special relationship, Trudy. But I thought we had special relations. We do, but not in that way. Well, not you and me. Me and Vernon. What? You and Vernon have a special relationship? Yes. Um, okay. We might need to have a talk with Vernon after this, won't we? Probably. Anyway, he told me about this new product called a mask. Like the Jim Carrey movie? No, no. Not like the Jim Carrey movie. This is a mask. It doesn't matter how big or how small. If you put it on... No one will recognize you. Nobody? 
Nobody at all. Not even like if I put it on, you won't recognize me. Exactly. And you could wear have, that at the store. Exactly. You could have the same eyes, nose, mouth, cheeks, chin, body, hair color, hairstyle, and no one would know it's you. That is insane. That has to be. That has to be so mm, expensive because spies will probably want to get their hands on these. Exactly. Uh, what? How much does it cost? It's about fifteen bucks. Only fifteen dollars. You must be yanking my chain. I got to buy five hundred of them. Exactly. It's an extremely dangerous weapon, and it's so accessible to everyone. This is so exciting. This is like you could put on this mask and commit murder if you wanted to. And why do you I always go to. with? Why do you always go with murder? I tell you, it's very concerning. You always go right murder. Well, I mean, it's a passion of mine, Trudy. You know this about me, don't you? Don't you? Back to the podcast while I call Judy? the police. Don't you? Judy? Are you still there? Don't you? Judy? Don't you? <laughs> Alright, so we're back. So Shelby and Austin, they break up. Shelby's not happy about this. She's like, maybe you're just sick. And he's like, no, I think I'm in love with someone else. And then she's like, let's just sit on this. Let's just think about it before we make any rash decisions. And he's mm-hmm. like, okay. yeah, he hesitantly like, okay, fine. Then they leave. And they all go, except for Austin tries to pay Sam a tip for the water and the teas and a tip. And right. she's like, forget about it. So he's like, okay, fine. He leaves. Which class act paying yeah. even though they didn't get their stuff yeah i mean that's the thing is austin can be somewhat ignorant but he's not necessarily mean i right. think he's just oblivious to a lot of things which we'll talk about <laughs> but still just yeah. very oblivious very he's he, a moron but he's also kind of people pleasing he doesn't he likes yes. his friends he wants to you know please his friends his dad which is also why he's having this internal struggle of you know wanting to do what his dad wants and what he wants so then Carter comes in once this gang leaves, and he's in his Zorro. Zorro. Yeah, he's in his Zorro costume, and he got the keys to his dad's Mercedes, and his dad, for whatever reason, approved of him driving this really nice car. Yeah, I don't know. And Sam's like, I'm not going to the dance, Carter. And Rhonda's like, excuse me, see vous play. So then f- basically, they go through this whole back and forth of... Why she doesn't, she's like, what if he's not what I think he is, or I'm not what he thinks I am? And, and then Bobby and Eleanor get involved. They're like, you need to listen to Rhonda. You only have one life, and you're a kid. You need to b- go out and be a kid. And then bust a move. Get your freak on. <laughs> what? Whatever it is those kids say. <laughs> yes. Eleanor, the actress, Screws messes up. up her line, and you can hear it. She's about to say her line, but she forgot that Bobby has ca- a line. Bobby's character also has a line. So she goes, whatever. She looks and, then, back. and then Bobby goes, get your freak on. And then she goes, <laughs> whatever it is you kids do these days. <laughs> it's really funny. She's like, yeah. <laughs> I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, honestly... People interrupt each other in I real know, talking, I guess it's so, kind of true. Like you just did to me. So it <laughs> kind of works. <laughs> and Sam finally agrees. She's like, I'm going to go dance. I'm going to dance with my true love and dance all night. <laughs> she yeah. says something like that. It's 
basically that. Yeah. Then she says, I don't have a costume. I can't go. And Rhonda says, we'll fix, fix that. that. They run to this costume shop, Vernon's costume shop. Vernon, baby. And, and he's like, like, no, no, no. I am closed. closed. And I'd like to say, I know this feeling. One time when we, when I was working at Payless, I don't know if you've had this. Oh, yeah. But one time there was someone who called in and was like, can you hold some shoes? I'm on my way. And it's like two minutes from closing. Listen, people, when you are closing out a register at a retail store, it takes it's, a while. Yeah, it's not fun. It takes at least, they give you a half hour in your shift just to close down the store. Yeah. And when you have people coming in last minute or getting upset at you because you close in one minute. If you've never worked it's like, retail, screw you. I recommend it at least yeah. for a month because you will just like. At least you'll be understanding of what. The different processes right. that people have to go through. Retail and food. They're they're a little different, but still yeah. at the same time, it's like you got to work one or the other in order to have like a rite of passage. Because right. then you understand like, oh, it's really, really, really inconvenient for me to come in two minutes before close and stay there five minutes past close. <laughs> yeah, because they have been we there. we can't do it. We can, we can straighten up. And as soon as that's done, we can do the, the money, but we can't do that while you're in the store. Especially if you had a hellish 12-hour shift. Right. Open to close. So. It's like, it's been a long day. I'd like to get home, too. We get a montage of Sam. She's trying on different costumes. None of them are working. Rhonda sees a mask. <gasps> an eye mask. That's in the like uh, white lace. Yeah, it's like, it's really pretty. It's oh, yeah. It's like a white lace. I would wear it. Um, And she, could. Vernon says, I don't have a costume that goes with that. And she says, yeah, but I, I do. do. And it's just her old wedding dress because she said, I was saving this for my next attempt down the aisle. Which means that she got engaged but didn't go through the wedding, which right. is intriguing. Yeah. Which means I'm she like was a also, whole movie about Rhonda. Which means she was also married before. Oh, yeah. We need a Rhonda prequel immediately. <laughs> a Rhonda prequel. How she came to Hal's diner. So she gives her this beautiful dress costume and she's basically dressed like Cinderella. So good on you. Yeah. Then we get to the Halloween dance. The oh, but we radio forgot. DJ. Sam Sam says you sure have a knack for making things simple, turning simple things to beautiful. Yeah, which is like they're like she's a fairy godmother here. Yeah, Rhonda <laughs> like, is the fairy godmother character. But anyway, we get to the dance. DJ is tearing the it DJ. Up. Her name is Astrid, and she's also like the the announcer for morning announcements at the school. Mm -hmm. So she's also the DJ. Oh, we didn't talk about the molesting teacher. Yeah, we haven't talked about her yet, but there is a there is a main teacher here, Mrs. Wells. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but she um she's a bit creepy with her students. Has very inappropriate. She's got interactions a crush on Ryan, them. which is one of Austin's friends. Yeah, she, uh, she almost grabs Astrid's boob when saying the <laughs> pledge of allegiance yeah, at the beginning. Pay attention awkward. to this when there when when Mrs. Wells comes into the radio place to. Make Astrid say the Pledge of Allegiance. She goes to grab her hand and put it on her heart, but instead she goes to grab her boob. It's really weird. It makes me uncomfy. And then you just keep seeing more inappropriate things from this yeah. teacher. There's like a king and queen of the dance that will be awarded for their, but they have to have the best prince costume. Prince and princess. Yeah, the prince and princess, but they'll have to have like the best costume. It's not really voted on. It's just who has the best costume at this dance, that's who wins, which I think is kind of a cool way to do it. Yeah. Like, who went but, all out? But you know people, if they see that it's Austin Ames are going to vote for him. It's it's yeah. still a popularity contest. Yeah, it's true. We get a lot of cool costumes. Would you like to talk about your favorite costume, Mary? Yes. 
My favorite costume. There's a man, a guy, a boy. He clearly didn't have a date. So he's dressed as a present. And it says, to women from God. So he's God's gift to women. It's pretty good. Um, I like the Eve Ivy girl. She... Well, yeah. Because she's in ev- she's tries to be in every shot, and you can tell. She was like an extra here, and you can just tell that she and a couple other people, they probably talked d- in between shots and were like, okay, I'm going to get the most shots in this movie. And they like yeah. had a competition of who can get in the camera the most. You can tell that they were they were like, this is, this is my sh- time to shine. And then Sam and Carter arrive at the dance. She's got like a cape around her i think yeah. it's it's his cape then she says remember i have to be back at the diner by midnight otherwise fiona will be back by then and she'll notice that i'm gone yep carter sets her phone her flip phone alarm for midnight she attaches it to her heel which i don't know how that's comfortable i don't know how it's comfortable <laughs> or how it happened yeah i don't but. either but okay <laughs> so when he goes down the stairs we get this nice song playing we get an entrance from Sam, she looks beautiful walking down the steps. And I just thought it was sweet. Like, Carter looks up at her and he's so proud of her because mm-hmm. she's like, it's like she's blossoming into her, her own self and being, yeah. you know, you know, really being brave. And But she's got one of those masks that Trudy and Judy were selling. And no one <laughs> knows who she is. Yeah. No one can figure Even out who though, this is. And, and they can't tell who Carter is either because he has a mask on too. Yeah, I know. It's this eye mask thing. It's, a, it's gotta magical. Get, gotta get me one of those. And, yeah, I just like that Carter is always just rooting for her to love herself and, yeah. and be proud of who she is and accept her beauty, too. And Which makes us love Carter even more. I know. He's just a great character. She's waiting at the middle of the dance floor. Everyone's seen her enter. They're super the, awestruck. The stepsisters who are dressed as sesame... Siamese twins, Aries. Sesame seeds? <laughs> They're just as sesame seeds on a bun. Oh, my gosh. What the <laughs> heck? No, they're dressing as... They're I'm going to stop talking... <laughs> You go for it. They're cats. dressed. They're dressed as Siamese cats, and this one sister said, "I said Siamese cats, not Siamese twins." Which means their costume is attached to the other they're person. They're Siamese cat twins. <laughs> yeah, and Austin sees her come down. She's waiting in the middle of the He's dance like, floor. Who is that? But then Terry. Yes. Terry comes up behind her, and he's like. You are waiting for me or whatever. I don't know. Yes. And we have, so their their AOL names are Princeton Girl and Nomad. So then Sam's like, are you Nomad? Are you and Nomad? He's and he like, goes, indeed. indeed. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes on this whole thing. He's like, join me in the mating Mating dance dance of of Zion. Zion. And he does like a weird, he's doing like a pigeon sound. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. It's just trilling your tongue. I can't do that. So he's doing this dance. She's like, okay, this is weird. And then she's like, I need water. Yeah, she says, I need water. And then he goes. Some libations for the meeting. <laughs> he goes and gets her punch. Then she's like, I knew this was too good to be true. And Austin shows up behind Princeton her. girl? She turns around and goes, Austin Ames? Ames? You're, you're nomad? nomad? Yeah. And she goes, I'm sorry, this was a mistake. I have to go. She starts to leave. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. I'm not what you expected me to be or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, what, were you expecting to be some guy who sits in Starbucks writing poetry all day? And she's like, um, yeah. yeah. Not class president. And quarterback. And he talks about how you make me want to be the best version of myself, which is a very sweet very thing. Very sweet, yes. But it's also like, Austin, you also need to be that best version of yourself without her there. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't turn into an asshole in front of your friends, which is kind of what sort of happens. 
Um, oh, 100% what happens. Then they go, they're on this little beautiful walk. Place. It's like a wedding venue that they hosted a, a, a prom at or a, a homecoming dance. Yeah. And, and they you, basically go out to where, like, a wedding had taken place. Because there's a gazebo that's lit up with flowers all uh-huh, in it. And, and candles. And then there's chairs that are spread out, too. Right. And there's this band that's already there that's and they're clearly, packing like, up, packing up, getting ready to go because the wedding up, pack is it ended. Pack it in. Let me begin. And then he's asking her all these questions, getting to know her. 20 questions. And then one of the questions is, would you like to dance? And she goes, there's no music. And, and then, then we get, I'll be. I'll be. You're crying shoulder. I'll be love suicide. It's great. It's a beautiful Wonderful. scene. She does some twists. She looks like a damn cupcake. <laughs> it's a beautiful scene. He There's... tries to take her mask off a couple times. And yeah, she's, she's like, like no, no. And, and the whole time she's like, you don't know who I am. He's like, you're Princeton girl. I've seen you before. And she goes, yes. And he goes, how could I have seen you and not really know and not know who you are now? She says, maybe you, you were, were looking, looking, but you, you weren't, weren't really seeing. seeing, which is a very deep concept. Also, we <laughs> forgot to mention the whole thing that happens while this is going on is inside the dance. David is trying to molest Shelby. Yeah, David's literally sexually harassing Shelby. She's like, you, David, get off of me. And he won't. So then Zorro, a.k.a. Carter. Yeah, Carter. Cartier. David's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, I'm... I can run away from you. So then he jumps down a floor. He goes, that was awesome. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. It is. He starts running away from David. They have this whole little back and forth. And then David catches up to him. And Carter has like a fold up part of the bar on the table. He uses to hit David on the chin. And it unrealistically knocks him back like 80 feet. And then a giant pumpkin goes on his head. It's like a jack-o'-lantern, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a jack-o'-lantern. And then uh, Shelby's very impressed and turned on, and she's like, "Hey, she whispers, she blah, 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 yeah, blah. she whispers in his ear, like, meet me, we're gonna go make out here." Sam gets done dancing. Austin's about to not just take off her mask, but he's gonna kiss Sam. Mm-hmm. Her phone alarm goes off; it's ringing. Her, she's like, "I gotta go," and he's like, "Where are you going?" And, and she's then she's like, like, "Reality," and then she runs. She says, "I'm late for reality." She runs away. She's trying to get Carter. He's making out with Shelby. And then finally, Carter's like, I, I gotta go. So they're running. They dri- drive, talking about each of their experiences. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what did Austin, s- Austin say when he found out it was you? And she goes, he doesn't know. And she's like, and I'm not going to tell him. Hopefully he'll just forget about me. <laughs> it's like, come on, Sam. Fiona picks up her daughters. There you go. Gabriella and Brianna, they're like, we didn't win anything. Because she says, what, Ariana? She says, where are your crowns? Where are your prizes? <laughs> Winners get prizes. We didn't win, Mom. And she goes, I'm very disappointed. Very, very upset about this. You don't look upset. Because it's Botox. Can't, can't show, show motion for another, another hour and a half. half. <laughs> I can't show motion for another hour or hour and a half? I thought it was an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which Maybe one. it is half hour. <laughs> Honestly, I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, we've watched it so many times, we don't even know. <laughs> They are driving back. They catch up to Carter and Sam, and the stepsisters see Sam in the car. Fiona doesn't see it, and the sisters are like, Mom, she's in that car. We need to get back to the diner. They're basically just a race back home. One of the sisters shoves her her foot and gets it stuck on the gas pedal. Yeah, because the mom's wearing, like, heels and the fur of her costume. There's a lot going on there. (laughs) And then they're just, like, passing every red light. 
and having near-death experience. They finally arrive at the diner, but so does Sam. And um, she's in the back kind of hiding. Fiona gets in there. Rhonda and Eleanor, they're all trying to cover for her. Yeah, because none of them know that she's there. Even the audience, us, we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. But we do because we've watched it. (laughs) And then Carter is outside in the parking lot waiting there. Fiona, she sees Sam and she's like, something stinks around here and it's not the fish. And then her and the sisters leave. But while they're in the parking lot, a giant Fiona's Diner sign falls onto Carter's dad's car. Which is not his fault. (sighs) It's not his fault. But this is the fourth car that he's now totaled. So. <laughs> and it's and then we cut to school the next day. Yep. And and Sam thought that Austin would forget about Cinderella thing, but there's posters everywhere. Right. And it yeah. says, "Do you know who Cinderella was?" Question mark. Question mark. Contact Austin Ames. And there's like and slips. Carter's like, "You thought he'd forget about you." Then they're walking. Austin literally makes direct eye contact with Sam. He's like, "We had a connection," and he because he's talking to. Ryan and David about how special this girl is. And then they look directly at each other and he doesn't realize it's her. And it's like, Austin, you are so dumb. Uh, then his two friends, Ryan and David, are <laughs> holding this like weird game show type thing out in the front courtyard. There's like a line of girls claiming they're Cinderella. Yeah. And Austin is like, no, I'm sorry. None of you girls none are of you. her. Then the teacher comes and she's like, you you guys need to stop this. And then you she are goes, very bo- bad. Yeah. She goes, you're being very bad to David. And then she goes, hi, Ryan. It's like, this flirt. is so weird. Why are you flirting with the students? You're so inappropriate. 50, dude. The stepsisters find out that Sam is Cinderella yep. because they, Brianna is coming in to check on her essay that Sam's doing. Brianna looks at her computer and finds that she's been emailing nomad Austin Ames. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Austin is inside the office and the dad comes in. He's like, and Austin finds out he got into Princeton. At some point, yeah, we find out that actually Austin and Sam have both been accepted to Princeton. But, but Fiona's Fiona, the one that found the acceptance letter. And didn't give it to Sam. She ends up forging it as a rejection le- mm-hmm. letter, which Sam will open later. Yes. So then, we, then we're at the diner. Austin walks in and sits down. And then Sam, she's kind of like doing this eye language thing with Which Rhonda. many women do. It's, yeah. it's the... She's like, this is the guy. And Rhonda's like, talk to him. And then she goes over and talks to him. And what's funny is customers keep coming in, but Rhonda just... She, like, holds up her hand like, like no. give me a second. She's like, I gotta pay attention to what's happening here. <laughs> this is my ultimate ship. Give me a minute. <laughs> She's hilarious. <laughs> and then they're having this entire conversation. It's like, Austin, you're so stupid. How do you mm-hmm. not hear it, that it's the same girl's voice that you talk to? For someone who's so desperate to find this girl, he is pretty much doesn't remember anything about what her. Is it? And so. they're having this conversation. He's talking about how he doesn't like taking people's orders because he's really frustrated. With because his dad. his dad is like, why are you worrying about Princeton when you're going to USC? Right. And then Sam tells him, yeah, I know exactly how you feel. It's like wearing a mask. Yeah. <laughs> she gives him she's hints, like, too. She's like, you just want to tell this person, it's me. I'm the one, I'm you've, the been one you've been looking for. for. And he <laughs> goes, yeah, you totally get it. And she's like, <laughs> Austin. And then Fiona comes in. Uh, yeah, and Fiona ruins the moment. And Austin delivers the best line. He's like, nah, it's all right. I, I got to bounce. bounce. <laughs> I got to bounce. And he's also wearing that Nike sweatband forearm thing again. So now the twins are telling Shelby 
about Sam, they're saying Sam is a f- like crazy girl who's obsessed with Austin and she's yeah. dangerous to Austin. She's tr- she's just trying to steal your boyfriend. And Shelby's like, we'll just have to see about that. Yeah. So then they hatch a whole plan to humiliate Sam. This is before. Carter is like, well, Sam says the, mo- the minute you tell Shelby it's you, I'll tell Austin it was me. So this is before that diner scene. That's what happens. So then Carter goes and tries and tells Shelby and she's like, no, ew, that's disgusting. And he's like, but I thought we had a connection. And she's like, I drank a bottle of NyQuil that night. And, and I, I was wasn't totally really out my, of it. Yeah, she's like, I totally wasn't myself. And then she's like, how about we just go back to the way it was where I just copy off of you in Algebra 2. And then Carter's like, if she thinks she's copying off of me ever again. She's, she's insane. Yeah, she's wrong. And then Sam is obviously not encouraged by that no. to tell Austin. She's like, but, oh. But then the diner scene happens and she feels more confident. She's like, she tells Carter the next day, hey, I talked to Austin as just me and he didn't hate me. Yeah. She's like, he seemed to, you know, like talking to me and stuff. So I'm going to tell him after the pep rally because yes. they hatched a plan. The sisters and Shelby Astrid makes an announcement. Hey, Cinderella, if you're out there, Prince Charming wants to meet Ronde Ronde with you after the pep rally. <laughs> so then we get to the pep rally and we're almost done with this. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> they do this whole entire skit that the cheerleaders have come together to make. Mm-hmm. And they're just making fun of Austin and Sam's and reading email. emails, yeah. like direct, like quotes. Yeah. Reading their personal emails. And then his dad's sitting right behind him. And Austin's <laughs> like, stand still, sit still. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And the dad goes, you got any ideas about this? And he's just shaking his head. He's like, like, no, no, no clue. Austin's dad. I don't know. Also, the audience is laughing at this, but if I were seeing this, I'd be like, is this real? Because this skit is, seems like it's being just hurtful. The only person weirdly concerned is the inappropriate teacher. Mrs. Wells. Diner girl. So, yeah, then they're chanting diner girl because apparently that's a lowly position for high school students. Oh. It's like, that's she's what, got a job, you fools. <laughs> yeah, that's what most high school students are doing. They're either working at a diner or at a, a restaurant. Shoe store. Or at a shoe store. <laughs> and, um,. So she runs away. Her feelings are really hurt. Austin does zero. He doesn't yeah. do anything to defend her. He looks her. at her, then looks back, then looks at her yeah. while she's leaving. He realizes, okay, I guess it's Sam, and then he doesn't do anything about it, like like it's a lame like, coward. You're a bitch. And then she's at home crying. Fiona comes in, and she gives her her fake rejection letter. And she's wearing an iconic purple number. There's a whole uh, fairy tale book that her dad gave her at the beginning. Right. And so while she's crying, she's upset about the whole Princeton thing. She starts looking through this box of stuff, right? Yeah. Her old baseball mitt, the fairy tale book. Mm -hmm. And she takes the fairy tale book and she just chucks it across the room. And you see in the background her Harry Potter collection, which is. (laughs) Yeah. She's got like the first four Harry Potter books because not all of them were out yet, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Because she's just pissed and she's like over it. Yeah. She's like fairy tales are bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. And then do we go back to the diner? Well, then we we just kind of get this montage of her walking through school. People are oh, still yeah. people are still making fun of her. Austin sees her walking down the hallway. He's looking at her. Shelby goes, "People like her don't belong in the world, Austin." <laughs> she, but okay, she says, "Don't belong in our world." But the way she says the line, it sounds like she says, "Don't belong in the world," which is like, "Okay, Shelby, damn." Yeah, it's like both are terrible things to say. But, but like, one is worse than the other. <laughs> yeah. And then we go to the diner again. We go to the diner. Sam She's really... scrubbing the floors. It's very depressing. Rhonda says, what are you doing? She's like, I'm scrubbing these floors. And then... And then Rhonda's like, no, what are you doing with your life? Yeah. There's this whole thing of 
throughout the movie, whenever Fiona says something that's like mean or there's just some tension, there's like an Elvis guitar on the wall that like springs or like oh, looks like it's going to fall off. We didn't even mention that. I know. Eventually, the s- Fiona and the stepsisters come in after Rhonda tells they her. They slam the door closed. Right. Rhonda tells her, you need you need to get a hold of yourself and realize that you have power. Mm-hmm. Like there's power for you and your voice matters. Then Fiona now is talking about how she's going to go get lipo. Then the guitar falls. The stepsisters blame it on Sam. And Fiona says, oh, well, that's going to come out of your paycheck. Oh, yes, you did. And then we see the old wallpaper has a saying. That that her dad used to tell her all the time. Never let the fear of striking out keep you from playing playing the game. game. And she's inspired. Sam's like, you can have, you can mess with my dad's diner, your face, your clothes, the house. Like, you can have it all. But you're through messing with me. I'm done yep, with it. She finally stands up to Fiona and the stepsisters. And then Fiona tries to prevent her from doing this. But Rhonda's like, oh, no, she's going to live with me. Yeah. Which is what what should have happened a long time ago. I don't know. She was literally being abused at home. <laughs> Why wouldn't Rhonda have already taken her? I don't know. <laughs> Child laws? It would yeah. be technically kidnapping. I guess. But anywho. So then Rhonda quits the diner. Everybody else quits because Rhonda quits. Bobby, all the waitresses. Yep, and the Fi- Fiona and the stepsisters are just kind of left with themselves. Mm-hmm. Now she's confronted her stepmom. She's got enough energy and confidence to go say what she needs to to Austin. Yep. She comes into the boys' locker room. It's before the football game. Oh, this is the best scene in the whole movie, It's I the swear. best scene. She tells him, you're a coward. Mm-hmm. I was always myself. Mm-hmm. Which and is why that like, summary didn't make sense. Yeah, that one summary didn't make any sense. She's like, I was always being myself, and I'm the one that got hurt. You're the one that's been phony. Mm-hmm. You you you're fake it in front of your friends, and then you say you're g- you're the real you in front of me. Then she gives that whole speech about waiting for you is like waiting for a rain in this drought. Useless and disappointing. And she walks away with that killer line. And, and the one hand in her belt loop. <laughs> the one hand in her belt loop. And then Austin's real upset. And then she walks out of the locker room and she takes a deep breath and Carter shows up and he's it's like, it's really oh. sweet. Carter's like, there for Are her. You okay. Rhonda told me you did your stepmom and Austin all in the same day. Yeah. And, and he was, he, it's so sweet. Like he literally rushed to the school cause he heard what she was doing and mm-hmm. wanted to be there for her. Yeah. It's just so sweet. He's the and, best friend. And then she says, what is this look you've got? And he goes, Oh, it's just me. And she's like, I like it. Yeah. She's like, this is my favorite look you've had yet. And then her and Carter are, in the bleachers at the football game because he's like, let's do something tonight. And he's like, I was going to go to the football game, but I understand if you don't want to. She says, no, it's okay. I Who's going to explain I can do it. it to you? Yeah, who's going to explain football to you, Carter? Carter gets super hyped at, at the football game. I love football! <laughs> yeah. I love football! <laughs> he doesn't know anything about it, but he loves what's happening. <laughs> oh, there's this extra that sits next to Hillary Duff. <laughs> And it's clear that he was super nervous. They said, you're going to be the one sitting next to Hillary. And he was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Because he's like <laughs> clapping. And then all of a sudden he stops and looks at her and then continues to clap. <laughs> yeah, you can see it. We see the cheerleaders, which are Shelby, Caitlin, and Madison, and a couple other girls. But Shelby's telling the two, she's like, me and Austin are definitely getting back together. It's not official yet, but it's totally on. Then the game starts. We get the best song by Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> it's Hear You Me. It's a beautiful song. It's kind of a, the actual meaning of the song is actually really sad. So it's kind of a weird one to play, but the, I guess the aesthetic of it matches with this scene. So they're playing football. 
the game is going on and everything, and um, then the crowd starts chanting Austin's name, uh-huh. and Sam is just, she's Sam's getting like, kind I of, yeah, she's like, I can't do this. She's just kind of getting heartbroken, and then she's like, I'm going to leave, but I'll see you later, and Carter's like, okay. I'll tell you how it ends. Yeah, I'll tell you how it ends, and Austin sees her leaving out of the bleachers, mm-hmm. and they're like, what in the last quarter and he's talking to his football mates they're getting ready to go out and then they're all looking at him confused like why aren't you saying anything and And then i'm sorry guys he's like sorry guys and then he runs and takes off his helmet in the middle of the game (laughs) very realistic yeah it's like couldn't you avoid well i guess he couldn't but he still could have waited you know what it's a great movie don't criticize it. it. It's all for the scene. It's a dramatic scene. So he takes off his helmet. He goes up to his dad. His dad says, what are you doing? You're throwing away your dream. And he goes, no, dad. I'm throwing away yours. And then so, he, he goes, it's your game now. And he hands Ryan the helmet. And yeah, he it's real runs. sweet. It's a cliche moment of, I'm not following your dreams, yep. mom or dad. I'm following mine. And so mine. The, the, the amount of time it took Sam to walk from her seat to the, <laughs> the stairs is the same amount that it took him to see her stand up get up run and then run again doesn't seem to line up to me unless there were people that were being assholes like no you can't walk past us also you didn't talk about how the dad before the game starts the dad says your favorite line oh hey chuck because <laughs> he's talking to the dad saying we got some usc it's kind of yeah. like high school musical yeah, you play this game well you're set for college yeah and then he's like all right dad and he goes oh hey chuck the best line of the whole movie (laughs) he meets up with sam at the on the bleacher stairs and she goes austin what are you doing (laughs) and he goes something i should have done a long time ago then they kiss then it starts to rain because the drought has broken it's like their magic of their love caused this drought to break (laughs) Mm -hmm. the fighting frogs win the game Mm -hmm. and then the upstairs are crying and then carter says the second cheesiest part of this movie you gotta love high school and then we got <laughs> don't have to be tough. yeah don't need to be cute you know we cut to however many weeks later sam has now graduated and so has austin she finds her will she, in the storybook that she threw on the floor exactly she finds his her dad's real will and then we cut to the cars being impounded mm-hmm. fiona is gonna literally get arrested by the cops for the stepsisters, the stepsisters are in trash trying to find the Princeton acceptance, acceptance letter. letter. Fiona and the sisters end up paying community service by, by working at house, right? Working at house under the watchful eye of Rhonda. Yes. So Rhonda now owns the plate. She co-owns it with Sam. With Sam because Sam's like, I gotta go to college. Yeah. So yeah, the diner, the house, all of that stuff was left to her. But she really just kind of was like, Rhonda, you can have all this yeah. stuff because I gotta go to college. Then we get to the end of the movie see the princeton they're in her car they drive he tries to he finally gives her her phone back which he just kept it for all those months <laughs> i don't know a little weird <laughs> and carter ends up with <gasps> astrid and he gets a commercial yeah he gets the commercial for acne cream and she's she's narrating over saying something like and he finally got the girl and shelby's like all into carter now and he's like no, no and know. then he puts his arm around astrid and they walk away together it's super cute, cute. And then the that's credits, we get the song by Hillary and Haley Duff. Our lips are sealed. Our lips are sealed. And it's, it's so great. good. And I'm sorry that we kept you for so long, but it's one of our favorite movies. And uh, this was bound to happen. We were bound to ramble because what are we? The ramble room. Exactly. So what was your moral of the story? Moral of the story. 
is always look behind the Elvis guitar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and don't get Botox. <laughs> yeah, because you won't be able to show emotion for another half hour, hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two. What's your moral? My moral of the story is just kind of the main moral of being yourself. Yeah. And not letting other people change you, which I think Sam is a great example of, you mm-hmm. know? And Austin but also learns not being from a, that. But also not being, like, afraid to show yourself. Yeah, that's true. Pull, pull an Elsa, sing the song Let Show Yourself. I was oh. going with Show Yourself, but... You were going with Frozen 2, baby? Yeah. yeah. I was going with Frozen Oh no. <laughs> Rhonda's the, the best character. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe Rhonda and Carter are tied. Tied. Yeah, Rhonda and Carter are tied for best character. I love both of them. Yep. Well, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.